Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint, as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another Beer-tastic voyage. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Beer-tastic Voyage. My name is Kevin. I'm Mark. And I'm Justin. And today, we have some beers from Pennsylvania that have made their way back. Mark and Justin, and their respective others, and their wee ones made a pilgrimage to Sesame Place. The uh, Big Bird is our god. That's right. And um, now they stopped at Neshiminy Creek Brewing. Did I say it right? Yes. Yes. All right. So I was really working on how to get like into a Sesame Street song like for the intro, but I just couldn't put it together. Tell before. me how you get to Neshiminy Creek. Yeah. You know, yeah. Sorry. Foamy beer, keeping <laughs> the set away. You know, I don't. I don't really know where I was going with it. I was working on it though. Yeah. So, um, I hadn't. Been, I did not go. I do not have a small child. As of yet, to enjoy Sesame Place, and I think they frown upon individual adults being there. I don't think they care as long as you have a ticket. Yeah, I think as long as you've you've paid to to worship uh, Big Bird, I think that you can you can yeah. arrive. Let's be clear, it's Elmo. Nobody gives a shit about Big Bird anymore. I don't know. I Elmo Elmo rules over Sesame Street. I, yeah. I don't. Well, I see you got to see Elmo. We didn't. Um, was the line for Elmo epic? No, I yeah. mean that that was well, the night. Fourteen of them, so no. <laughs> That, that was the nice thing about the you day that we that, were there, there because isn't. it was, you know, the anticipation was is that the area was going to get dumped on by the All leftovers right. of the tropical storm. Ah. And thankfully, the weather held out yeah. until almost four o'clock in the afternoon. But That's not bad. a lot of people didn't go to the park that day. Yeah, it was it was it was definitely nice. No um, one wants a moist Elmo. No, no. <laughs> it feels like a bad sex act. But yeah, I will contend and I will fight anyone that tells me that Snuffleupagus isn't the best character. On, I'm down uh, with Snuffy. I got a shirt um, that while, for myself while I was there, and it's a, just a picture of Snuffleupagus walking down Sesame Street, and it says, uh, uh, every day I be snuffling. Every day I'm snuffling. Yeah. So, I'm a big Snuffleupagus fan. I'm such a big fan that I wanted Mark to park in the Snuffleupagus parking lot. Okay. However, that's like a quarter of a mile from the entrance to the park. So, Mark is like, nah, we should park closer. I'm like, nah, I really feel like we should just park in Yeah, we, we parked yeah. in like Orange Burt, I want to say. Orange yeah. Burt? Orange Burt. As opposed to Red Burt? Well, it was Green Burt was right next to it. Okay. Which confused I me. I didn't, I didn't I understand didn't... why they were both Burts. <laughs> I didn't understand. Well, they probably ran out of characters well, for the number of parking lots they that, there was yeah. an Ernie. There was yeah, an Ernie. but if you follow that logic, you would imagine that they, you know, they would have started at the parking that's closest to the crosswalk into the park, right? And like, okay, go through the characters, and then like, okay, we added this expansion. Oh, Shit, yeah. we don't have good. any more characters. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> now point. this is Greenbert. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like all the way good, in the back. Good, yeah. good point. Good point. Maybe maybe they when they opened the park, they didn't have Rosita and all the other now ancillary like. No, they characters. definitely didn't yeah. have Rosita and uh, Abby Cadabby. Listen, that don't ever say that name again. Abby Cadabby. Abby Don't ever say that again. Yeah. That's the shittiest. Somebody was so lazy when they they named that character. Like they're just they're so lazy. Like what rhymes with Abby? Oh, Cadabby. Like no one could come up with anything better than that. I got nothing on that. Says the fan of Snuffleupagus. Snuffleupagus is a badass name. It's, there's no, there's no alliteration or rhyming in it. There's no weak uh, character. And on top of that, Snuffleupagus. Parents he's also imaginary. Pa- right. Pa- adults can't see him, so he's badass. Actually, it makes him more like a pedophile, I guess. But all right, <laughs> I'm creeped out now. No, he actually does exist. He does exist now. Yeah, yes. I thought he was just now he does. imaginary friend. That's where it started. Yeah, much like now. the janitor in Scrubs. Jenner and Scrubs is real. Yes, I know. But in the first season of Scrubs, yeah, they the whole thing like because they 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 I forget the actor's name. They liked his addition so much that they like yeah. th- created that role for oh, him. Oh yeah, yeah. And none of the other cast interacts with him throughout the entire first season. Really? Yes. I'll have to look back at that. And they were leaving it kind of like JD was like. Yeah, I remember. I remember tripping. reading something online where it was where it was either. He, the janitor is made up, or JD is, or JD is the figment of the janitor's imagination, or something like that. I, it's probably that the uh, the janitor is the is a figment of JD's imagination. Yeah, um, but there was like either a special or a TV movie or something where like Snuffleupagus was like, "Hey, everybody," <laughs> and then everybody was like, "Oh my God, Big Bird, we're so sorry, we didn't believe you." Yeah. Wow. I was not aware of your uh, devotion to Sesame Sesame Street. Well, I mean, this is from my youth. No, I know that. That's the thing. I'm not. And I I only know like I know enough of the situation now where I can say that Elmo rules over. 
And there was that article that we found a couple years ago that they talked about, like the takeover of Elmo over Sesame Street. Well, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. that that Elmo the, is the, the toy, problem. The, of to- Sesame the, to- yeah. the toy is what what did it. Right, but like how you know after Jim after Jim Henson had died, and they kind of converted, you know. Not that they lost their way, but it's just they became more of a traditional company. Like, hey, how can we maximize profits? Right. So, oh, Elmo makes the most money, so we're going to emphasize Elmo the most. And, like, it goes into the whole structure of how, like, Elmo is supposed to represent the little kids that you make a mistake. And then you got someone like Big Bird, who's the big kid, that kind of shows him, like, hey, this is how you behave when you're a big kid. And now it's all. Yeah, because Elmo is basically a a three-year-old. Yeah. Okay. Whereas Big Bird is like is, a five or six year old, yeah, like six to eight. So the certain level of maturity there, and you know, back when we were young watching it, like the aspiration was to be like Big Bird. Now the kids are aspiring to be like Elmo, and which is not a good thing because Elmo talks in the third person, <laughs> uh, among other things. Kevin never does that. No, no. All I didn't. Right. I, I didn't know about any of that, and I, I'm wondering if our listeners did. If, and, you, if you have a Sesame Street uh, story, let us know. And like one third to one half of the episodes now are dedicated to either Elmo's world, which is fucking nonsensical. Uh, there's this grown man in an oversized suit in every one of the segments, and his name is Mister Noodle, and he, you know, like. <laughs> I feel like this is. I feel like you're describing to me that thing that was on YouTube recently, where it was a. I don't know. It was some weird thing where like uh, it was animated. A kid would break a bottle and like cut somebody's head off or something, and it was on loop in these YouTube like on YouTube kids. They they game the algorithm to get this really fucked up thing in front of the kids. Oh no! It was no, but this yeah. is like actually legit. I know it's legit, but like that's what I, I, that's what's scaring so, me is that it sounds more like the thing that I was talking about. <laughs> And, and now they're like switching over from Elmo's World segment to Elmo the Musical. Oh God! Yeah. So yeah, I, after I, all this talk of Elmo on your beers, yeah. Well, I'll just say this: I I barely watched Sesame Street as a kid. I I watched way more Reading Rainbow than Sesame Street. Suck my dick. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. If anybody doesn't remember that, I'll throw that in the uh, the show notes. DMX doing the Reading Rainbow song. That is the best thing you'll watch this whole year. <laughs> I cue that up every once in a while now, just when I like need a really good laugh. I'll show, yeah, and I watch the whole thing through. You have I to show that to my wife, and she then like she felt like offended, like it's like she was deeply hurt by this. She's oh, like, because I need, it fucked with the Reading Rainbow yeah, song. She was like, I need to watch something happy and pure. <laughs> like, like I had smashed the light out of the world. She's like, no, I need to see something happy now. Okay. Well, yes, I agree that we need beer, and I can say this. Um, while we were there on Friday, we were trying to find a place to eat, and Mark and I were talking earlier in the week, and we were clearly trying to find a brew pub of some sort. And yeah. um, There, you, there yeah. are, like, four breweries within, like, 15 minutes of Sesame Place, it's but good. none of them have food. And Less good. Well, yeah, one of them good that one of them had food. food. One of them had food, but it that, was, well, it was yeah, clear. that's it was, true, but it was clearly it was definitely not, yeah, not a family no, place. No, you couldn't go. There wasn't kid friendly. There was no kids menu and right. there were no kid and Mark, as Mark uh, definitely pointed out, there were no kids in any of the pictures on Google Google images. Yeah. So like, yeah, we we skipped that, but uh Nishimini Creek I believe has been around for 8 years as a brewery. 6. 6. The brewery six. the brewery is just celebrating 6 years. And then their happy birthday, their borough oh. brew house, which is the brew pub that we went to for dinner, just you know, was just wrapping hope. up their one year celebration. Okay. Yeah, they were. Yeah, that was it was that night that I was talking to uh, the hostess there, and she was saying that we picked a good night to go because they had some some of the beers that were on tap that night were not normally on tap okay. because of the the, um, Plus of the anniversary. anniversary. Yeah, which oh. we didn't even really know when they when they put it out. Yeah. Um, overall, it was pretty pretty awesome. We'll, we'll talk more about it. But the, the first beer we're going to drink, I believe, is the uh, the Churchill uh, Lager, right? Well, I mean, let me just give you like the oh yeah, give us the, the two lines that I was able to cobble together because <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot on I, this. Yeah, I I tried and I couldn't really find a lot of information on the founding or history of the brewery. Yeah, I was trying to to talk to the the manager because we had the problem with um with my card, and I was trying to talk to the manager a little bit about it, and she was basically like they were mobbed. They were so busy. They were like, she was like, oh, yeah, send me an email. And I, I totally didn't. So, But the brewery proper was founded in 2010 uh, by Jim Myers, Rob Jan, and Steve Capelli. All homebrewers, yep. as is typical. 
And uh, the brewery finally opened its doors in 2012. And the following year, they won a gold medal at the Great American Beer Festival for this first beer that we're drinking. Wow. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Which is their church fiddle lager. And, uh, you know, they've gone on to continued success. I know they've taken other medals at GABF for a smoked lager that they do. Okay. We had that, right? No, that wasn't that one. That no? was That was something else. We It was, uh, what was that called? Like, it like bacon and something? I, I'll, I'll get it. I, I took a picture of the, uh, of the menu or, while we were there. Yeah, good so. But, uh, yeah, the... Their second location has been open for a little over a year. The food there was very good. Um, Usual kind of brew pub food? No, like... No, uh, even better. A little more interesting, honestly. Like, I had uh, chorizo tacos. I'm into that. Amy had soft shell crab tacos. And those had uh, that kimchi that you had, too, on Yeah, I also... I, I got... A side order of kimchi, and the kimchi was with the spice level on the kimchi yeah. was really on point. It was spicy enough where it balanced like Did the they, vinegar like, bury aspect. It in the parking lot? Did they bury it in like purple, <laughs> in like uh, purple Man big bird? Jars. No, it buried out in purple big bird. I want to know. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, very very good stuff. Yeah, the, uh, the smoke beer was called uh, Bacon Industry, and yeah. it was a hellish route a hellish Roush beer brewed with bacon, uh, bacon and beechwood. It was beechwood and cherry smoked malt with bacon. The way they wrote it here. I don't weird. believe that's the the medal winner though. Okay, yeah, that's the one we had. That's yeah, I, I I could be I could be wrong, but I don't believe that's the the medal winner. No, they had they were they were their names were you know not the like most creative, but they were yeah. they were the most on point. Like Bacon Industry is a great name, and then uh, they have a Weizenbach called the Nisheminator. <laughs> yeah, like, I, think we, I don't know if we brought that back or not. I can't no, remember. No, that's we a good one. one. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like the. The Imperial Stout that we're saving for part two is like one of the simplest names where it's just Leon. Yeah, we might as well say that up front. This is part one of, of part two for uh, for these because we the beers were so good that we brought home six different beers. And yeah, because we, 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 like, we oh. had picked out like four beers, I want to say, right. that we definitely wanted to get. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we might as well just get two more. Yeah. No, I'm still stuck on Nishiminator, and that It sounds like a bad like high school nickname for somebody. <laughs> You know? Somebody got really drunk and they, yeah. they started that? running around. That's the Nishiminator, man. You don't know him? He went nuts at that party. <laughs> they have the uh, the Zegemeister Maybach, which I, I think uh, that's we'll number be three today. Yeah, oh, we'll right. be yeah. So, yeah, this first one uh, is a uh, Vienna Lager, the Churchville, right. and uh, I was personally fairly blown away when uh, when I had this one. Yeah. Well, I mean, as Mark was telling us about it, I started taking a couple sips, and it's got really nice malt cat a really strong malt caramel character to it in the nose and just this clean finish and nice beautiful color to it a little yeah, bit like of redness a, in there yeah um it looks almost like a brandy or scotch like that yeah. kind of color yeah it's got a, a golden caramel color and, and uh, i think you you hit the nail on the head with the aroma the it's kind of a spicy um spicy uh sweet fla- sweet yeah. aroma and the flavor follows through completely they i mean just based on their own what they had in their menu here they do a lot of lagers right and they they're very good at them well this is absolutely delicious like, so it's uh 4.9 percent alcohol oh, awesome 20.4 RB- ibus uh exclusively hopped with german tetanang okay well, that's one of my faves and uh their flavor text for it uh is uh, Pennsylvania brewers are known for world-class lager in this 2013 GABF medal-winning Vienna style. No fuss amber lager is clean, crisp, and brewed with Munich Vienna malts that give it a touch of malt backbone and toast-like yep. character. Okay. Hopped exclusively with the German Tetanang. Uh, it's got enough hot bitterness to count to the malt backbone as well. Lager for six wheats. The Churchfield lager comes in at 4.9% ABV. Perfect night out with friends, family, and the holiday barbecue. Don't be afraid to order a new lager in town. This is this is incredible beer. Like this is really great. Um, is that spiciness from the tetanang? Is that what that would be? I would think it's partially that, and also a little bit of the probably mixed with the biscuit uh, notes from the. Uh, you said there was Vienna and uh, Munich. 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 The Munich. Yeah. Okay. But it's really tasty that it has that little bit of. Um, it's not cinnamony, but um, it tastes almost like um. I mean, I'm more familiar with it in Saz hops. 
Like that same yeah. kind of the same kind of spiciness that you get from the what those are noble hops you would call yeah Tetanang yeah, so is a noble are, also so Tetanang yeah okay I'm not too familiar with all, with uh, the groupings on all Saz, Saz is uh, typically dr- grown in the Czech, Czech Republic yeah yeah this is the I, I think a lot of people would would say that the German like Tetanang is sort of a German German variation okay. of it well, well, I don't know if they're actually related or not but yeah. they're similar no this is this is absolutely brilliant and at four nine like this. This can replace water or milk. <laughs> like this is my kind of lawnmower beer. Like no, this is just this is just like live. Like just have this all the time. Like, yeah, it's I, really I agree. Great beer. I think when Churchville's we life, we were yes, we were telling uh, Mark with the way uh, Kevin the way that Mark and I ordered is they they do seven ounce pours, which is right. really convenient, especially when you try, want to try everything. They don't do mm-hmm. flights. Um, so we would each order a seven ounce pour of something and drink half of it and switch. Yeah, yeah. And I think I got this first, the the this, and I was like, "Damn!" <laughs> and then I, I passed it off to you. I don't remember, but I remember when I drank yeah, it. Yeah, I don't remember. Like a light bulb went off in my head, like Vienna Lager, because I want to brew um, a Mexican Lager, which is similar. Right. And I'm like, this is the malt character that is yeah. in a Vienna Lager, like it's right away. It's the same malt character. It's just it doesn't have that little bit of spiciness in it. Yeah. It, um. Like when you call it a Mexican lot, when you go for the Mexican lager, um, but this is this is great. Um, I'm gonna say that I'm gonna put this out there and put it out there as a keg for me. Wow! Mm-hmm. Um, like this is I would want this on tap in my home and just be able to have this with any day of the week, any time of year, with any meal. Like I think it would just go well all the time. I think you could serve this to anyone. Like I want, I, Mark, I want you to give this to your father-in-law. It might be a little too bitter for him. It might be, but like I still think that he would like. I think it would be close. And if it's even in the realm of something he would consider drinking, I consider yeah. it a win. Oh, I think yeah. I think he would finish it. Yeah, but yeah. that would be it. That's interesting. <laughs> like it's interesting that this is too bitter because yeah. like we don't dig bitter beers yeah. and. and uh, like you said, it's Miller High Life is his jam, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, also, this being from Pennsylvania makes me think of the uh, Yingling. Well, of course, yeah. You know, and that this is clearly more, in more the same, version clearly in the it, yeah. same style family. A um, little bit more flavor to it. The spice, the that hop note gives it a little bit more spice character. But I feel like the the malt character there is very similar. Like that same kind of color, same level of heaviness in the mouthfeel and how it sits in your stomach kind of like very similar to that if you're looking for something to compare it to yeah i, I agree i think that yingling and this isn't i don't mean this in a derogatory way it's sort of like the fisher price my first version of this <laughs> of this beer because this one's like you said more flavorful yeah more impactful and it's not that it's yingling's bad i drink yingling no, every, you know anytime a delicious one um, before I get my rating, I think I think it's been probably like two dozen episodes since we've explained our ratings to anyone. All right, so you do one, I'll do one, Mark will do one, go. Like, <laughs> yeah. So uh, um, we go uh, in order of what, how much we want to drink, essentially, at a time. And it goes from uh, one to five. One is being a taster, two being a bomber, three being a gr- uh, growler. Nope. 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 You got it Try wrong. Again. One being a taster, two being a pint. <laughs> Scratch that. <laughs> Start over. <laughs> One being a taster, two being a pint, three being a bomber, four is a growler, the full size sixty four ounce version, not like when you guys try to fuck with me and say thirty two. Or the and, little growlet. Uh as Kevin just gave this fantastic beer a keg. Right. Um so that's what we have. And for me, I'm gonna Which I'm is gonna the cold stone equivalent of gotta have it. That's yeah, right. that's the cold stone equivalent of, hey, you know what happened? I overflowed your fucking bowl. And even though you're super fat and you wanted to get a small and feel better about yourself, I'm, I'm getting- gonna give you this big motherfucking one for the same price. And you're like, oh, this is why I'm so fat. So uh I'm gonna give this a growler. Um it's not a keg for me because um it's a style that I, I I'm getting more accustomed to liking, but it's a the sweetness of it is a little bit one note um for me. Just that tiny little ding is going to keep it from being a keg, but a growler. Um, it's yeah. fan- it's a phenomenal beer. I understand where you. I understand where you're going with that sweetness in there, but I feel like that spice in the beginning of the sip. It doesn't get you the first sip that you have it, but when you go back for the second sip, it kind of cleans off that. Um, the spice. The, it cleans off the little bit of sweetness that's sitting there, but I also think that like if you're eating something with this, yes, it's gonna that's gonna go be washed right away. I don't think it's so cloying that it's going to coat your tongue and you're not going to be able to taste anything else. No, I definitely would consider it cloying. What do you what do you think over there, Mark? I'm uh, I'm going to side with you and give it a growler because I really like it a lot. I just don't want to have it on hand all the time. 
Yeah, but think... it, it's very good. I like that it has a nice crisp finish. I just don't want a keg of it sitting around all the time. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, I think that it could easily be, you know, the gateway to uh, to knowing a little bit more about what a more flavorful craft right. beer is about. Yeah, like I know because like they're uh, I forget the name of it. They're cream ale. The uh, Croydon Cream Ale. The Croydon, yeah. So, like, that's like somebody stumbles into the place, doesn't know what the difference is between a, a Pilsner and a Hellas. Like, oh, okay. Like, you want to, oh, High Life, okay. Here you go. Try this. <laughs> start there. And then and then after, they're like, oh, yeah, this is really good. And then they, they move them to the, the Churchville. That's what I think they do really well there is take styles like a Cream Ale, uh, Vienna Lager, um, we didn't have the their uh, their IPAs, but uh, the Hefeweizen, the, the Hellas, um, the, uh, all those styles that are people I think would mostly consider, for lack of a better word, bland and, and not interesting. Right. But they do them so well that they become a standout. Yeah, I their names are pretty good. Like I want to yeah. touch base. They're uh, one of their IPAs that is like one of the flagships yeah. year round offerings is called the shape of hops to come. Yeah. It's an imp- <laughs> Imperial IPA too. Nice. Oh, that that's an Imperial. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, yeah. It's, I, I'm, it, what they have on Can- the county yeah. line is the standard. Yeah. Right. What they have on their menu is uh, intensely hop for a brew with Apollo, Newport, Simcoe, Topaz, and Citra. So yeah, they're, they're basically kitchen sink in that thing. Yeah. <laughs> we had a whole bunch of stuff, so we're going to put it in here. Um, you know, just to go back on what you were saying there, Justin, I, as much as I, I, lo- I always love a good name, like a good double entendre, a good pun for a beer name. Like, I, I love that because it's just my style of humor. But, and as much as I like a fancy beer or something that's really has a lot of layers to it, I really, really appreciate... Like an onion. Oh, well, yes, like onions. <laughs> layers, lots of layers. How about a parfait? Maybe like a parfait. Everybody loves oh, parfait. Oh, motherfucking parfaits. Everybody loves that's parfait. He has, no idea. he has I'm no so, idea what we're talking about. You don't know about. where we're going. I'm so hungry. Yeah. No, I don't, but I'm <laughs> hungry and I love parfaits. Okay. Well, you're the one that already looks like Shrek in the big green shirt, but that's what that was from. Oh. But I still love you. I saw all of them, like twice. Yeah. I love that. Anyway. Even the fourth? There's a fourth? Yeah. Oh, no. Then no. I didn't you and I, I think you and I saw the second one or something in the theater. Uh, it had to be the second one because it was the because the opening sequence. I remember being in the theater in the opening sequence, and they're doing like the uh, the forging of the ring. Oh and yeah! Him and I are laughing out loud at this, and all the other kids are like, "Yay!" Little, uh, all the little kids that are there are like, "Oh yay!" Like there's cartoons, like yay, and we're like, "It's the water ring!" Ah! Yeah, well, I don't like, know if we I, got cat boiling laughter, but it was close. Yeah, well, I remember I saw the first one in the theater with Andy Stein. Right, and we were cracking up over that one, like the the scene where the uh, the guy wearing the big head, yeah, is like running like around, running there. back and forth through the uh, the velvet rope lines. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's quite <laughs> right. Really off the rails there. Tangents. But what I was trying to say was, so I tangents. really appreciate a a beer that's a basic style that's just done really well. I think that's for me. That's essentially the, like a the white pin. girl with a pumpkin spice latte. No. No. No, no. You're, you're wrong about that. That one you took too far. Um, <laughs> I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> um, I agree. Those Every time I have a beer like that, which is, again, what why I enjoy this place so much, it stands out. When I love a beer that has a ton of adjuncts in it, right. I tend to gravitate towards those styles. Uh-huh. That's why when I drink something like that, uh, that Vienna Lager... A big, huge bells go off, fireworks go right. off, because you're like, there's not all this crazy shit, but man, it just keeps tasting good the more I drink right, it. Right, but it's got to taste, re- but it's got to be really, really well done. Like, I, you, yeah. we've been to enough breweries and tried enough of them where we've had their basic style, and you go, okay, that's better than homebrew, but not, like, it doesn't, it doesn't amaze me. It doesn't, it, it doesn't stand out to me. Well, everybody, everybody's heard I, it on, on Food Network when somebody goes, oh, they cook this simple. They, when you cook something simple like this or Top Chef, you know, it's yeah. got to be perfect. And that's what they did. Right. And that, that's really what it is. When, it's a, when it is a, just going to be an example of style, basic beer, you have to do it perfectly, for, la- for lack of a better word. And they did with that beer. Yes. I think, I think you're going to, you know, I'm, hopefully I'm correct, but I think you're going to find that with, uh, with a bunch more. Well, this second one we have, is it uh, Dummies or Dooms? I think it's Dumbest. Dumbest? Yeah, I was actually wondering that myself. Dumbass. It's either 
It's D-U-M-M-E-S, but I'm kind of thinking it's like hell, so it's dumbs. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, or dump, but then I'm saying dummies because they have clowns on the. My yeah, my German the, is not that yeah. good. Yeah, I don't spreck in the Deutsch very well, but it's a Dunkel Lager, a Munich-style dark lager that comes in at 5.5% ABV. Yes, they have uh, some clowns going into dunk tanks on here, so it's kind of fun. Yeah, their the artwork on all their cans is pretty fun to look at. Yeah, in the show notes, I'll put up some of the pictures they had in the. Um, or some of the, the images they used in the brewery itself or in the brew pub, mm. and uh, they were pretty cool. They used their hop cone um, that's on a lot of in a lot of their um, artwork, and they made a bunch of different versions of it. They were really cool. I actually asked the uh, the hostess if they sold them because I kind of wanted one of them for the house, and she was like, "No, but we've been thinking about it." What the hop cone? No, not just hop cone, but the pictures themselves. Oh, like they were like re- the artwork was the, the artwork, artwork was outstanding. That they had decorating the, yeah. Uh, oh, the yeah. space. Some cool prints are always always welcome. So what do we get on the nose here? It's, uh, like, I get just, and I it falls through in the, the flavor as well, but you get just, like, just a hint of, like, a roasted grain. Yeah. You know what I almost get? A little bit of sweetness. Almost get cola. Yeah, that's actually... On the aroma, yeah. Yeah, yeah it tastes almost, it's not taste, but the smell is almost like, almost like, like RC Cola kind of in there. It has the same sort of caramel sweetness, only amped up a little bit that I got from the Vienna Lager, yeah. with the addition of some of some roast, which I think is a pretty good um, description of what a what a Dunkel usually is. Yeah, I can give you the flavor text. So it's five point six ABV or five point five on this batch, I guess. Um, the Munich style Dunkel Lager is insanely drinkable, with notes of chocolate and a hint of roast in the aroma and flavor, rounded out by toffee, toasted bread, and hints of chewy biscuit as well. Yeah, I think chewy is a good word. It's not that it's it's thick like an imperial stout, but there's no. definitely a, a level of. It definitely mouthfeel. has a thicker mouthfeel than yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. than the uh, the Churchville. A slightly higher viscous. Yes. Slightly, like I don't know what degrees viscosity goes in, but this would just be one. Yeah, it's it's only a hint higher. I mean, it's it's only enough to be to yeah. be noticeable when you're paying attention. Yeah, but it's a light black in color. Um, dark brown, very dark brown. That's one of the only times I think we've said light black in a serious way. No, it at really some is. Point in time, You're totally right, though. You're not, I'm not disagreeing. Right? And, and it's so not start, start black shitting. at all. Yeah. At, at some point, we we have to like either get t-shirts made up or like just black. have a custom one made up for Kevin. Yeah, we, we, yeah. It's light black. Yeah, okay. but it, it has to be like like really dark gray. <laughs> or like very like or you know like very very dark gray and then in white lettering on it it's like i'll write the pantone company and find out what <laughs> what the what the most acceptable light black they have is um if flavor uh flavor wise i think the roast um is simultaneously like strong and restrained like it's the perfect amount of roast to add to something where you're not overpowering the sweetness that you're trying to get from the malt yeah i it's tasty i like it yeah it's really you hit the you I think you said it there, Justin. Like it really is like the perfect next step up in like of adding roast to this beer. Like it, it tastes very it tastes very similar to the Vienna lager that we just had. Um but the that sweetness that existed in the last one isn't here because it's been replaced with a roast. And they were right, man. It's insanely drinkable. Yeah. It, um, it really is. It really does go smooth it's got a nice note that you hit in the beginning and kind of stays there and um it never gets the it hasn't gotten to the point where it's like coating my tongue or it hasn't gotten to the point where i feel like like i'm charred like i've been eating too much of a any one thing the one thing that stands out to me the most is that we're getting a a nice um like a i'd say you know like a medium full mouthfeel and yeah. at the same time it and it's sweet and it finishes dry Right. Yes. Yeah, that is a really, a really hard thing to do. <laughs> mm. Yeah. But this is absolutely delicious. Um, yeah. So where, where are you going to go with this one? Oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think this one's going to fall like, on, like a, a really on the borderline between Growler and Keg for me I, again. I figured it would be. But I'm probably going to go with the Growler on this one. Yeah. Um, just because I do have a sweet tooth. And I like that little bit of extra sweetness, and this one's a little drier to me. Mm-hmm. But in no way am I going to be angry if this is what's around. <laughs> like, yeah, this like, one's going to be a keg for me. Yeah, yeah. I could. I don't. I don't want to just be throwing out kegs yeah. all over the place. I, I know. Feel, I feel like that's a. It's going to cheapen it. But I mean, 
they are two for two on home. It's they they've had two at bats right now, and they hit two home runs. Yeah, like that's that's all it is. What it, what this adds to me for that the Vienna Lager didn't is the complexity of the roast, mm. and also being a little bit drier. Um, I, I there's not a time or place where I wouldn't want to drink this. Plus, they're able to get this much flavor into. I know it's not exactly session level at five six. It's a little bit higher, but it's mm. it's in it's it, for me especially being as you know, but the biggest fat piece of shit. You here. can still have more than one of them. Oh yeah, you could drink. You could you know you could we we you could drink a bunch of these throughout a meal, especially a meal yeah. like we had when we were there, and it's it's fantastic. And a lot of people will enjoy this that wouldn't anticipate enjoying it. This would go really well with those hush puppies. Yes, those hush puppies that yeah. I, I I only got to smell were very I, like, looked but, fantastic. But think, but think about my this. wife only shared one of them. Well, with me. I know, and I would have asked, the, but there the were really, four. <laughs> I wasn't right. going to fuck with but that. But think about the great thing: the thing with hush puppies is the fried corn, sweet. So you add right. sweet to it again. Yeah, but these also like the way they did them there. They had like a like on the bottom of them, yeah. so they were served on like a piece of slate. Okay. So on the bottom of them was this like spicy mustard Mark, that, 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 that fixed them to the slate. Mark, and then they, Mark was chewing on the slate, and then trying they, to get it off. And then they had uh, it was some kind of spiced honey that they drizzled on okay. top of them too. So yeah, they were, they were really good. Mark was like, like taking the tines of his fork and trying oh, to get it out scra- of the yeah, scraping, <laughs> scraping the mustard off because it was so oh, good. Oh man. Yeah, I saw you a couple of times look at Amy and you're kind of like, you can let me have that other one. No, you're, you're not, aren't you? <laughs> no. Fuck. Damn it. <laughs> I, I, I ate a lot of kimchi though. Yes, well, yeah, because there was kimchi. There was a, uh, a good because amount of kimchi I, I in ordered there, the crock yeah. of kimchi, but then uh, Amy, like, it was a little too much for Amy, and okay. like her tacos had the kimchi on them. Yeah. So after she was done, she was he like, "You want more kimchi like, shrapnel?" Yeah, like I ate. I had some. I had like the taco three remains, kimchi yeah. tacos, basically. Yeah. Can I get a couple extra like tortillas here? No, it was like most of the tortilla was there because she <laughs> ate out what she wanted oh, with okay. her fork. So I gotcha. was just like picking up the tortillas and go. Ow. I'm now questioning what, if Amy ate tacos with a fork that I may have to have a discussion with her. About she, proper I mean, there was a lot of option here. Okay, she she does it with the uh, the pizza, pizza all the time. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, we were putting I mean, on her earlier. I've never seen her do it with a hamburger, at least. Hey, so where are you at with this? Ratings wise, there. Uh, I'm going to stay Kimchi? at a growler with this one yeah. as well. Yeah, it's. I really like it a lot, but it's definitely not on demand. Okay. Um, but there's not going to be any leftovers of this. That's for sure. No, I. You know, and what you know. In fact, no, it's empty. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. I already checked it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was pouring it, and I was when I poured it, I realized I got half. I got basically you know a four ounce pour of it yeah. with what was left. I was like, okay. <laughs> um. I just gotta finish this up. The food there was—I I have to say that the food there was pretty uh, was pretty fantastic overall. I—I got a—I got a burger. I, was, I stayed really simple. Can't go wrong and with I, a good burger. I was a little bummed because I was looking forward to having something that was more interesting than a burger. Right. But I was really glad I got it. The flavor they, it was, there was an aioli on there. Yeah. And this is gonna sound ridiculous to most people, but whenever I get something like an aioli or, um, God forbid, from Mark Mayo or something on a burger. The first thing I do when I get it is I, I look I look I take the bun off the right. top bun and I look because a lot of times you just get this like blob in the middle and you yeah. end up biting around the burger. Oh they, yeah, I remember him talking about this. No, it's got to be spread I out. I took yeah. I took the time. They literally had the perfect, and I'll say this for you, Mister Jew, <laughs> schmear <laughs> of, of aioli. On that was there. a good job too. You, yeah. you got the <laughs> yeah. There. The, it was it was the, that it, it sounds weird, but that attention to detail followed yeah. through in everything that we had while we were there. We had a problem uh, with our check where we ordered some uh, some beers they didn't have. Right. And that level of detail followed through to them making sure that I got things that okay. were comparable to what we got. It was it, The whole experience was very good. I got to say, most recently, um, if you want a pretty good burger, I went to this place in St. James with uh, Rachel last weekend while you guys were at Sesame Place. To turn the lid. Turn, the, turn lid. the lid. I'm not turning the lid on purpose. I only want a little bit. Yeah. It, it's... <laughs> and then the lid almost falls out. Yeah. Honestly. But it didn't. Um, anyway, we went to... On my computer that has everything in my whole world. Yeah. To grab a bite to eat in St. James. Uh, it's this place called Liberty Cafe. It's across from like a Spuntino's. I know where Spuntino's is. All right. It's like this little joint across the way. Really good burgers. I think they might be closing. What? Liberty? Yeah. I don't know. I hope not. I think I read something about that recently. It might be another place in St. James, but... Well, anyway, went over there. Burger was really good. Had good beer list. And they do spiked uh, milkshakes in the uh, for dessert. Like, we were there on Saturday... We were there on a Saturday night. And it's half price on 
like their special for Saturday was half price uh, banana splits. Nice. So, so I would order two. Yeah. Um, and then after that, we went over to Po' Boy and saw Bobby. Nice. Oh, nice. Beautiful. Um, with Cliff, and he did some really bad karaoke on purpose, and it's hysterical. Well, I was going to say, was Cliff, like, drunk or something? Because Cliff doesn't do bad karaoke. He does when he wants to do bad karaoke. Well, that's how good at karaoke yeah. he is, yeah, that he can control really the level of karaoke yeah, he does. Yeah, I just finished this. I'm, yeah, it's not that's all right. All right, so speaking of finishing it. Uh, yeah, and good, check that place out. Hopefully they're still yeah. open. And good names. Yeah. Zegermeister. Maybach. And this one is at eight point two percent ABV. Yes. Yeah. This is this this will fuck you up quick. All right. So, Mark, real quick, could you remind me what a Maybach is versus a uh, like we had, the Dunkel is that's what that's just a dark lager, right? Right. And so Maybach, what's a the Maybach di- is an Imperial Hellas. Okay. Gotcha. I think. Right, and Maybach means uh, it's May. May. May, and then Bach is strong. So right. So it's the strong May beer. Yeah. Right. So what it is like basically. You know, back in the day, the mm-hmm. brewing season was in the autumn when it was cooler. Right. Because that's, so when you, that's would, the only time you could lager. They would, they would yeah. make the beers and then put it in the caves to store. Right. You would lager it over the winter. Right. The last batch or batches of beer that they made, right? they made stronger because it was going to be in the caves longer because when they started pulling beer out of the caves the next right. year, they pulled out, you know, yeah, the they were they take the, early. Yeah, right. So they would up the alcohol content. Okay on the beer that was going to be stored for longer mm. and it just so happens that they generally got around to drinking that beer come may okay which is where may comes into the name but right. you know it's a hellesbach or a maybach and mm. okay there we go yes um this is it has become one of my one of my more favorite styles. I haven't had a lot of them, but obviously we did LIBME did a collaboration with Long Island, right. and I loved that beer. Yeah, that's so pretty w- good. When they had this, when we saw this, I had to, you know, we had to try it because you know it's now a new a new style that I want to explore a little bit. Um, the on the aroma, I get a, 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 some light notes of honey. Um, the sweetness, rather yeah. than being caramel like the first two, is a little no, it's lighter. Definitely more honey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, honey. Um, not quite floral, but almost like the beginning of a floral note. Um, yeah, I would, I would, I would. Yeah, it's. I think it, it, for me, it plays between um, a light earthy and a, and a floral. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the uh, the head bird Jeremy Myers has you know uh, a thing for the German styles. Yeah, well, uh, he's well, doing them. Obviously, did awesome. He's so. Fucking crushing them. Yeah. Well, I mean, and like I smell this, and I smell nobody's. <laughs> yes, but there's not a heck of a lot of flavor text for this beer. It's just a a multi true to form German style Maybach lager. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's really... all it says on the menu is German style Hellas Maybach oh. lager, and I think it's kind of like defining like in a dictionary defining it with the same words. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, but at the same time, I don't know that there's another way to really describe it. No, it's, no, it's exactly what it is. At some point, yeah, it has to be what it is. But it's got a nice um, honey tone to it. Yeah, it's pretty color. Pretty. Yeah, it's uh, the the color is interesting, and also the clarity. We didn't really talk about the clarity. The clarity of all three beers, it's excellent. Is, oh, yeah, they're brilliant. all brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, yeah, all of them. Brilliant. Uh, <laughs> this is good. Yeah, the uh, this is good. Yeah, the, I, this is definitely one of the earlier ones that we ordered when we were there. Like we started off with the uh, the bacon one. Yeah, because okay. yeah, Mark saw that shit. And he was like, "Bacon one, we gotta order the bacon one." <laughs> it's like uh, I was the same way though. To yeah. be fair, it was very, like, "Oh, we gotta try that one." And then, <laughs> but that's, honestly, and then was, like, I'm pretty sure like this was the second round. Yeah, yeah, yeah we definitely fucked that up though, because like when you look at it, just for those at home, when you look at a menu and you see smoked bacon beer, and you want to try a whole bunch of other beers, shouldn't be probably number maybe one. maybe don't drink that first. Yeah, like, but we yeah. also have practice drinking plenty of smoked beer. Yes, it's, it doesn't like that and uh, spicy beers don't don't jack with us like most people would for most people, right? But in general, when you're out there, yeah, the the weird shit should come last. Right. Um, the for me on the flavor, the honey comes through the same the same as the aroma, sort of the same intensity. Um, and again, another really crisp um, beer, yeah, yet still and, having a sweet quality. Yeah, and it has enough bitterness there so that the sweetness isn't cloying. Right. Yeah. And that. Yeah. Exactly. You know what this this beer and is, this is going to sound really really cheesy to it, but this is a spring day beer. Yeah, like if if you took a, a beautiful spring day where it's a little bit warm and you got that kind of crispness through the day, 
and it's just like that first day when you're hitting the sun, you're like, hey, I can actually feel warmth again. Right. You know, after the dark, horrible days of winter. When it's like 45 degrees outside, and you're yeah. just like, I don't need a coat today. Right. But that first, but that first day when it's like it hits 50, and you're like, oh yeah, this yeah, is what, great. Yeah, when 50 feels like 70. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I mean. Yeah. When you're that's like, oh man, I don't need a coat. Yeah. yeah. That's what this beer is. It's crisp. It's, but it's got a little bit of warming to it, and it's just. It's so good. And here's the thing. If you gave it to somebody and they drank a pint of it, everybody the, would like this. 20 minutes later, they're going to be like, I'm Ooh. fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, yeah, it's 8.8. They're like, no, it's not. Yeah, 8.2. <laughs> but oh, yeah. But yeah, still, this is right. it is very hefty. And aside from a little bit of warming, you do, like it doesn't smell alcoholic. You know, it's not, not fusely by any means. It's, yeah. it's very well done and very good but yeah. i think it might like have mind control powers because like the picture on here has like the, the aroma from it like capturing a goat you see what i'm talking about there like oh yeah like i think it has mind control powers and i uh, man Wait, or is the is the goat no the, the goat is mind controlling the hops, the hops to oh, do all the work in the, the brewery way? yeah oh, it, it goes, goes from here way. to there oh i thought it was going the other way no oh because they're doing all the work in the brewery so i oh, guess the goat the, is my man then is that a fucking goat? Yeah, it's a goat. It's yeah, for sure, a goat. it's a goat. Yeah, it's it's got horns and shit. Can you hit, Mark? Can you like put this up there so like people understand what the heck we're talking about? Like, yeah, you gotta you show know, the can, camera. What but you know what is. we can do? We can take maybe we can take a panorama picture of it as we rotate it. Or yeah, some shit. we'll get we'll get oh, it up there. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll put it yeah. in the video or something. There's an, the other one, the first one, the Churchville Lager. It says Churchville, but there's an angel or, puking on it, maybe. and a satyr chugging out of a yeah, and then he's passed out on the ground. Yeah, we we were really into the foam uh, the foam uh, labels labels, but I You're I think these. These are maybe not as arti- these are artistically awesome, but not as like you know artsy as the as those. But it is it is it's a different kind. It's it's, it's not deep. like the street art kind nah, of style. This but, is like they had a theme. These are well designed labels. But there's like hidden shit in them. <laughs> it's like a Where's Waldo of uh, beer labels. Yeah, yeah. There's a, a good uh, snapshot from their website that we. Can yeah, we'll, we'll put that up. But this is insanely tasty. Yeah, um, this is dangerous beer. Yeah. Uh, for me, on this one, it's going to be Bomber. Um, it's almost growler level, but uh, of all of them, this, this this to me is the sweetest of them. Yes, I think it uh, agrees. I think that sweet. might also be partly the, the increased alcohol content. Definitely, yeah, that's a very good point. Mm. Um, so that's why it lands at a, it lands at a Bomber. But right. as far as the style goes and as far as beer goes, I, just, I, don't, I don't know that it gets better. Yeah. Um, I'm going to second you with a Bomber. But I'm also going to give it that designation of, I want to make sure I have bombers of these available. Like we've talked about numerous times before, like there's certain beers that we've said, like, I can't drink more than two or three of them at a time. Yeah. But, but you I want to be able to have, like, to pull it out and just be like, hey, whoever's here, I want you to try this because this is a really tasty beer. Yeah. So I would gladly stockpile bombers of these. I mean, that's why, I mean, just, it's handy that it comes in four packs of. 16 ounce cans. Yeah that's, yeah, that's a good point. The Churchville Lager came in six packs of 12 ounce cans, and the Dunkel and the, and the Maybach both came in four packs of the 16 ounce cans. Yeah, and I think the 16 ounce can would be perfect serving for one person on a given time. But Oh, yeah, but especially for this. I could, totally make, the, I could totally make this mis- I could totally make the mistake of going of. All of a sudden, drinking, drinking one, being like, "Wow, that was really good," and, and then going to the another second one. one, and then being like, getting halfway through and being like, "Man, I'm fucked up." <laughs> yeah, funny, exactly. funny story about drinking too much, too much Maybach. Um, <laughs> the first game of the NBA Finals was like last week. Is and, the NBA uh, Finals over now? Th- yes. It was sure as fuck is. Um, right. And uh, I don't watch a lot of basketball, but I happen to like watching playoff basketball, okay. and I happen to love LeBron James. Let the hate begin. So uh, anyway, I was watching that game, and I had had some growlers of the Maybach from Long Ireland. So I, I had three. Yeah. Th- I had three thirty-two ounce growlers and one sixty-four ounce growler. Yeah, I had. Th- I had one of the thirty-twos. Yeah. So I I drank. They weren't full because they you know they were they were poured from a keg that was brought to my house. It was I know. A foamy. I them. Yeah, I know you did. I was telling the <laughs> listeners, not you. No, you're talking to me, damn it! <laughs> you're looking at me while you're speaking. Yeah. <laughs> it should be confusing to you in episode fucking ninety-one. Um, so. Anyway, I drank the uh, I drank roughly twenty ounces of the of the first one, and then went. That's really good. You know what? Eh, I want to drink the other one. So I drank another roughly twenty ounces, and I was pretty fucked up. But I'm like, that's enough. We're good for tonight. And then it goes to overtime. And overtime. I'm like, it'll get you every time. Got one more of them, 
It's going to be a little bit. I need a beverage while so I'm watching. So I drank another twenty. Sports ball. <laughs> I drank another twenty ounces of a seven seven point seven percent beer, seven point something. And I was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna!" I am like, I was like, I was in my own house, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like looking at the walls, like, I, "Can I get <laughs> to my bed?" Yeah, your house is dangerous. <laughs> so many steps, right? Shit. Exactly. And right. I'm not, I've only been there for like a, like two months. Yeah, you so can't it's walk still totally new. I almost fell down getting to my bedroom, and I wasn't drunk. <laughs> You could have just slept in the parlor and been done with it. Yeah, I might have done that. Yeah, my house is a parlor, the, motherfucker. The step, the step down into the living room is fine. The one that, that is tricky is the one halfway down the hall. Yeah, no, yeah. that's what, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, a rough one. Yeah, but I could see if you were sitting down in the in the living room, yeah. getting out of the living room might be an issue. It kind of was. <laughs> I had to think, The thing was, I had to get down, after the first 40 ounces, I had to get down into the basement. To get the other one out of the beer fridge, and the way back up, the I have an automatic light. The yes. light turned off, oh. and I, I'm walking up the stairs in the dark, which sucks to begin with. And I'm also hammered. I'm like, I'm gonna fucking die in my own house. Good thing we put it in that rally, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that rally's a piece of shit. I gotta replace that. Um, anyway, all all to say that uh, my boxer are are very 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 drinkable, and uh, this one in particular, especially for the uh, alcohol content, is amazing. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go growler on this one again, and uh, give these three beers the hat trick. The hat trick, yeah. Uh, I I I really like it, and it's definitely gonna be like, all right, like maybe the start of a long weekend or something. But like, Ooh, yeah, uh, yeah. So or, or the end of a long week, like, yeah. like, <laughs> you know, I ha- I I thankfully got a reprieve, but I thought. Tuesday was going well. No, Wednesday was going to be a very long day for me. Right, and my bid got postponed. So thankfully, yeah, I was not stuck there. Mark, Mark's liver was super happy about it. Um, <laughs> so I think uh, you know we'll, we're going to cut this episode here. However, for you guys, uh, it's going to be like a you know a time warp. But uh, in, next week we're going to do part two of this. Uh, next week for us is in four minutes, but <laughs> we're gonna, maybe roughly, five. May, maybe five. But but uh, definitely tune in for that because that's going to feature some more, um, uh, at least one more uh, beer that has some interesting adjuncts, and um, it happens to be a Russian Imperial Stout. So little little uh, sneak peek. Do we want to go to our first ever, or do we want to save it for next week? No, we're gonna yeah we're gonna save it. Oh, oh, first ever what? Listener, listener mail. mail. Oh yeah, we want to do listener mail. I we forgot about listener fucking listener mail. mail. Damn right, especially thank you, Billy. That's right. And this one is a huge shout-out to a buddy of mine uh, from college, William Sweeney. Yes. He's as a mick as you can imagine. And he sent us a little review of Magic Hat's Barroom Hero, telling us that we needed to try it out. So he said, So, I typically stay away from gimmicky beers where they sell you with, Hey, this band or this famous idiot made a beer. Barroom Heroes, guys. If you don't know, it's Dropkick Murphys. you got to go see them. Anytime they're in town, go see them. They're an awesome show. Um, Stay out of the mosh pit. You will fucking die. No, go in there. Go <laughs> go whole hog. Why would I not drink this? It's got, it's got pure kryptonite hops in it. But when your favorite band and everyone else's, don't kid yourself, the Dropkick Murphys collaborate with Magic Hat, you take the damn bait. On first sip, nothing. Was totally lost at what they were going for. No idea what a pub ale is or what it was supposed to taste like. With the can being finished, I was underwhelmed and could only say, well, it's dark, but super clean and not heavy and at all, but persisted. And it was a Tuesday after all. And I'm glad I did. As I drank it and got some slight chocolate notes, as well as a hint of coffee, kind of stout or porter-like, with a very subtle hop kick. So, fast forward to the show with Flogging Molly that he went to last night. So it was Dropping oh. and Flogging Molly, who I've also seen together. When the two of them are together, it's like, there's kilts flying. There's shit going all over the place. You're pretty sure there's going to be a car bomb in the parking oh, lot. Do, it, yeah. do they tour independently of one another? <laughs> they do. They actually do. But okay. they, they cross paths very frequently. Because I'm it's, pretty it's, sure I've only ever seen the building, yeah. those two, and some opening act. In now. Boston. <laughs> they only play in Boston on St. Patty's Day. Right. Um, but um, at that show, he was throwing back can after can and totally enjoyed it at that point. And so he gives it with the credit of, yes, super crushable. Um, and also, he's too juvenile to comment on mouthfeel. But, hey. <laughs> and he goes, cheers, gents, and thanks for humoring me. Thanks for all the good stuff. Bye. That's awesome. So, thank you, Billy, for sharing, uh, sending us a message, and letting us know that there are people out there that listen. Absolutely. So, I was uh, very excited to hear about that. And uh, Magic Hat always makes some interesting stuff. So, I've checked um, 
I've had a number of their ones. Uh, number nine is one that you can always find all over the place. That's everywhere, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was one a, of the It was ones. a solid standby for me yeah. for a while. Me too. That was one of the ones that before I knew anything, that was the mo- most interesting beer. Right. Like, that was like, if that was on, that's what I was having. Yeah. Um, are they the one that they do a optical illusion, right? Yes. Something, yeah. yeah. That one no, wasn't my. Uh, that's Blue Point. Blue Point's Blue optical Point. illusion. They do something similar, though. There's a similar yeah. name. Okay. One do. with a very similar logo. Like yeah. That. But, um,. Magic Hatsman is not new to the game in any way, shape, or form. Wow. They've been doing it, and they always seem to make some quality stuff. So, yeah, I was glad to hear hear from Billy. He was part of the drunkest night of my entire life. Yeah. You and that dog were so in love. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! I definitely got AIDS on that floor. <laughs> Probably, um, but you offered everybody a donut. So Jesus, <laughs> it was fun. All right, well, yeah, we'll, we'll tell ta- that story some other uh, time. Yeah, it's some, some other time. So tune in next week for the uh, the next part, part of you. of Nishimini Creek. Um, it'll be worth it. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Cheers. everybody. That real shit, yo. Butterfly in the sky. Come on! I can go twice as high. Let's get it on. Take a look. Nigga. In a book. My nigga. Reading rainbow. You think it's a game? I can go anyway. Suck my dick. Friends to know. My nigga. Ways to grow. Nigga. Reading rainbow. Here we go again. Nigga. In a book, my nigga. A this is the shit I be talking about. You think it's a game? You think it's a fucking game? What y'all really want? What y'all really want? Bad or die? Talk is cheap, motherfucker. If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com, on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash beertasticvoyage, and Twitter and Instagram at beertasticshow, or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers.